Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. This is Alan Bishop, head alchemist at Spirits of French Lick. Be on the lookout for our brand new Bottled and Bond Solomon Scott Rye Whiskey. Made from a mash composed of 65% rye, 35% corn, and 5% victory malt. This five-year-old, 100-proof rye whiskey is a throwback to early 1800s-style rye whiskeys of the Ohio Valley. Named after the legendary Daisy Spring Mill distillery owner, turned moonshiner Solomon Scott of Paoli, Indiana. Remember, drink responsibly and never drink and drive. Not keto. Oh, did it really? YouTube giving me ads. I'm not making any money off that. Drinking bourbon, sipping on some scotch. We get a little wild, but it's sure fun to watch. We love what we do with drinking. to another uh, podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I am Tiny, and we have the kid coming back for another podcast. This is 2023. How's your 2023 been going so far? I haven't drank enough yet, so that's something. (laughs) Throughout the first first day, I was kind of out of commission because of New Year's, so that was not pleasant to deal with. Really hope that's not signs of things to come. (laughs) <laughs> I already messed up 2023, but 2024, it's, I'm, I got that one. That, oh, it's just like my 2023 uh, started off, It's it's been a weird start to it. Uh, welcome, yeah, welcome to uh, uh, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys podcast, everybody. Uh, we are also monitoring live on Facebook. Alan Bishop is here along with uh, Hi, Ricky Edwards. Uh, Hi, thanks for checking in, Alan. That's great. Uh, we're going to basically, uh, it was awesome. This uh, We are going to be covering the Angel Share. Now, it was super, um, what would you say, uh, convenient because that was on the docket for my podcast coming up. And then uh, we talked about Alan just before how he had just, he put out a reel. So yeah. if you go to Alan Bishop's Facebook page or his YouTube channel and check out his reel of what the angel share is because he can say this. He said this so fast yeah. and so well. 
Uh, it helped. Uh, I think it's going to help with this podcast, but we're talking about the Angel Share. Now, uh, we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys. Check it out for all things Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, hit the Patreon in the top right-hand corner. Check us out on Patreon. Things are going to be happening there also, but also remember we're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, check us out on all those formats. Uh, then you also, every single podcast format that you could think of, we're there. Uh, just make sure that you like, listen, subscribe, and leave some good feedback for us. Uh, so we got that out of the way. Yeah, we don't want constructive criticism. Whoa, I'm only, just glad to have you stuff. back in. So um, two thirds of the cock flock. It's really a tragedy. Yeah, we we're gonna have to the the other the other third. Uh, when you're talking about uh, Jen, uh, he has been uh, under the weather a little bit, and he didn't want to risk it. Uh, he said he'd come on and he'd smell some whiskey. And I said, fuck no to that. So he's in the other you room. And you were like, no, please, please. No, please, come, come on. on. Come on. <laughs> sna- sna- well, come on. You got to let me be tough here, right? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm here to call you out. Put you in your place. That's exactly it. So anyways, uh, so Jin's uh, sitting this one out today. and uh, But we got got myself and the kid. So we're ready to go. Uh, this, this one's uh, power action packed, I think. Uh, everything seems to be recording. We're streaming. We're on YouTube. We're on, uh, you know, we're on Facebook, and uh, we're ready to go. So, what I what what, what I, I want? I, wait, I didn't say I was ready to go. Okay, ready to go. Give me like three seconds. Okay. Okay, I'm good now. All right, that's good. <laughs> so I, I we don't. I, I'm just. Uh, I, we haven't had a pour, and th- although we're going to taste this later, I think we. Do you want a pour? Yes, I'm please. sure. It's, it's like I'm thirsty. <laughs> I might. Yeah, my hands are shaking. Uh, so tonight uh, we do have. We we've got. I even got you water. Wow. So this is for hydrating purposes. Uh, a little bit. Uh, this is uh, tonight. We're going to be covering the Whiskey Thief Distillery. Uh, uh, Hunter Coffee is the. Master distiller there, along with Walter Zausch. He is the owner. And we were down there for a podcast earlier this year but and picked up some stuff. But we just want to cover, um, we're kind of going to do a whiskey distillery series. Uh, we're going to go through different distilleries, each uh, maybe one or two a month. Uh, really, kind of get in depth with what the distilleries are and what kind of what they what they produce. Uh, definitely, our sponsors, the Spirit of French Lick. Uh, hopefully, maybe the one that we do that with uh, will have our barrel pick uh, involved, and then also uh, Alan Bishop on. Uh, we are going to be going down to the Spirit of French Lick also sometime in January or early February. To be able to do the release party of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, uh, William Dalton Weeded Bourbon. And we are excited for that. Uh, We can't wait to do that because uh, that should be a lot of fun. A lot of people can come get it from there. But it's going to be a party. And hopefully we do. It's always a party when we're around. Hopefully we do a podcast and maybe I can drag the kid along, drag Jen along. We can all go down there. Uh, have a good time. See what the spirit of French Lick is all about. But that brings us back to the we're sipping a little bit on Whiskey Thief. And we're going to talk about the Angel Share. 
So if you if you're not familiar with what the angel share is, the angel share is about what you lose in the maturation process. But why do you lose it, right? Now when we're listening, you know, there's a lot of different things. Uh there's uh different there's different uh climates that affect uh you can have all different types of warehouses you can have heated warehouses you can have air conditioned warehouses you can you can temperature controlled air houses humidity controlled um rick houses warehouses for for aging your whiskey or you can just let mother nature do it but mother nature in kentucky and mother nature in ohio mother nature in wisconsin and mother nature in colorado uh, is a lot different. Now, one of the things also that you have is uh, Colorado has altitude. You're talking about Denver's a mile high. Uh, different altitudes also affect how the angel share affects the whiskey. Now, as Alan was saying in his, I like to give him credit because he really said it so well, that you, you, you evaporate two things while you're aging. Now, he said the barrel is a great ingredient, but a horrible storage device because, one, it absorbs the whiskey into the wood. It becomes part of the ingredients. Now, when it's absorbing into the wood... Concept. Edible barrels. Right. I'm just saying. I think it would be good to patent well, that right but now. You're putting it, you're, put, down, you're putting it or drinkable. Drinkable I mean, barrel. you're just pulling those ingredients out and Shit, adding it yeah. in. Now, what you put in as white dog, as as Alan went over, is what comes out is an alchemist's dream, right? It's alchemy. It changes the the actual composition of what you put in. It gets filtered through the charcoal, which uh, the ethanols uh, that could be in the barrel left over from distilling. Now, when you column distill. There could be a lot more ethanols left in, but pot distilling usually allows you to control and get those uh, ethanols, and as he said, the low boiling point alcohol uh, that's not good for you. That the the charcoal will take it out of there. The methanol and crap. <laughs> right, right. So acetone. There's yeah. all these different the heads of a of a run. And the one thing about column distilling, when you think about it, it's continuous. So once you get that column running, you don't have heads anymore. And you don't have tails because it never ends. So if it's running constantly and continually, you're just dealing with the heart of the run all the time. But with column distilling and everything where, where you're talking, some of those gases, based off of how it works, can get into the distillate. So a lot of times with column distilling and mass distilling, the barrel really is being used not just as a flavor additive, but also to take those bad chemicals you know, out. One of what I love about the Angel Share, I think it like really encapsulates the what the beauty is about bourbon of, uh, of how literally it's almost impossible to make the same barrel. You know what I mean? There's so many th working parts in it that can affect the flavor in so many ways. Yep. And, and like I think that's amazing that like every actual barrel that you taste is probably a unique taste. Well, it is because you can't make every stave the same. Yeah. Uh, they show they 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 have two barrels aged same same distillate, same mm. day distilled, same filled, same liquid into the barrel. They sit next to each other in the rickhouse for six years, and they yeah. come out and they're totally different tasting. There's different notes. Okay, so that's the great thing about whiskey. So going forward. All the way up until just recently, 
One of the key things of all the whiskey distillers, the mass distillers, the regular distillers, was consistency. For you to make your whiskey taste the same consistently was a very difficult, challenging task, especially when you talk about, you know, you're aging something six years, seven years, and then releasing it. In those six, seven years, every six, seven years, the summers are all different. The the, the weather isn't the same. You can't control that. Now, some people control that environment. Uh, one of the places yeah. famous for that is uh, uh, Buffalo Trace has uh, control, temperature-controlled warehouses. But you can – now, I know Alan down at the Spirit of French Lake, he does have um, control of his of his uh, – his aging Rick house where he age, where he's aging the barrels. Uh, and the reason why is he's pot distilling and he's, he uses the, the whiskey. Um, he uses the, the barrel for flavor, but he's not using it for filtering. Mm. So he doesn't have to filter out as much. So the, the, so when the whiskey's ready, so you could do some stuff, you know, on a large distillery, and you're at four or five years, and if you've not done it properly, you gotta let you gotta let it go a little longer to get the that stuff out. Oh, yeah. So you might think the barrel's ready, but you gotta go a little bit longer. There's so much involved. But let's get back to the angel's share. So you either lose ethanol or water, depending on humidity, altitude and heat and cold you know so it depends on what you're losing but if you're losing water you're making more your 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 whiskey in there becomes more concentrated higher proof if you're losing ethanol you're actually losing the alcohol and sometimes it can come out as a lower proof it just depends on and the one of the cool things about the angel share and and uh, distillery knowing you get the Craft distillers, when they first start up, when they first start up, they're putting barrels in places that they don't really know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So how how can you know what's going to happen? Right, right. But like, let's just say a place like Buffalo Trace, Jim Beam, when you're talking about some of the the Rick houses are from the 1800s, the 1900s, they've documented and had people before them understand where the best places are in those those rick houses and so when you get into the eighth ninth distilling generation and they know their yeah. their rick houses and they pass on that information and then they build more and then that that information then they start to really they keep running that is why they can make a good yeah. quality whiskey it's been, consistently. I mean, it's been a process for like decades basically to find the best ways to distill it right and the craft distillers they really Mind have if to. I have another pour of this. Yeah, go ahead. Right, thank you. The craft distillers, they are, when they first start out, they're kind of at the mercy of what they're doing. Now, if you're a good distiller and understand what you're doing, not so much, and you kind of have a goal. But at the same time, once that four years happens and you've reached your goal and you start to understand, the more time that passes, the better you're going to get at understanding what your environment of what where you're distilling and what's going on happens. So the angel share has a lot to do with your taste of the whiskey and then what and how much is left. I mean, if you have 
Uh, the Angel Share is going to be so much more in a seven-story Rick House in Kentucky uh, at the top. That's not – those summers just suck out. <laughs> they suck yeah. the water out. Oh, I imagine. And it's, you know, what – and they get that, and it contends – the higher proofs, lots of caramels, you know, the flavor, but it, going in and out. So – and then the lower – the lower airs, the cooler, it, it goes a little bit slower. And then they can – mix and and match while they're doing that so that's really kind of a cool thing but the angels share uh you hear it from like for one year last year uh they didn't release any pappy van winkle the 23 year no 20 well that's partially because some of the stock what they didn't feel ready but it's also partially because there was it didn't. Those barrels weren't yielding as much liquid when you pour them out, and a lot of the angel share has been taken. And if there's anything that you haven't noticed lately, is that the summers are hot to, to be hot, seem to be hotter, and the winters have some cold, but they seem overall to be just. If you go here, we've had that one burst of cold, yeah. but overall, we've been sitting in the 40s, the 50s. In, in January, even in the 60s for a couple of days. And that's something that doesn't always happen in, you know, it, it's that. So the, you're getting way more uh, what positive uh, whiskey aging weather as we go forward. So I contend lately uh, that even some of the lower stuff like at Buffalo Trace and their, their regular small batches or their regular... Um, Buffalo Trace Distillate is getting better, caramelier, because the barrels overall are just yielding based off of the weather seems to be fantastic for, for you know, distilling whiskey right. and making or maturing whiskey. So the Angel Share has a lot to do do with it. Uh, for instance, when we were um, did our Knob Creek pick, our barrel was barreled. We picked one that was, didn't need to have water, but it only yielded 138 bottles. That means that barrel gave up a lot. You could get up to 200, 210 normally, but those 70 bottles were gone. So that's really kind of a unique experience uh, what, where the Angel Share, but they call it the Angel Share because it does evaporate, and they say that's what they're sharing with the Angels so that they can make better whiskey. <laughs> so I don't know what uh, we, we don't have to yeah. pour one out. They're already getting their share. But uh, you know, from a chemical compound, you know, chemical aspect, uh, once again, what you put in that barrel uh, it does not come out. It does not come out the same. Not only is it filtered, it's then um, evaporated and oxidized. Air comes in and out. The more that there's less liquid, the more air there is, and the oxidation kicks in. So. It's really kind of a cool thing. Uh, then uh, I want to quick uh, do a shout out to Chris, Christy Maddie. Uh, her open Christy bee, Maddie, her go. her open bees uh, uh, raffle that happened on the third of January went off really well. Uh, I thank everybody who supported that, and uh, I can't wait. If you get your bot, if you were somebody who won a bottle, and once you get it. Let us know. Uh, it was a good, uh, that was for a good cause, a good charity. And thanks, Christy. Uh, so anyways, uh, got any, I mean, what do you think about the Angels? I mean, do you have an opinion or is, did we cover it? Or did I, mean, you want- I mean, like I keep returning to the fact of, I just think it encapsulates like 
how much things can go into this, how it affects literally everything. There is no science. Okay, there's a science to it, but there's no consistency. Uh, to try to replicate that takes so, of any one of these takes so much work. And how that even this obscure thing, evaporation, how that can affect the taste is mind-blowing almost. And it's charming in a lot of ways. I mean, there are places, uh, for instance, uh, the, the Buffalo Trace analyzes the whiskey at a molecular level. And are building have, Rick's Rick houses. That's my point, though. Molecular level to have to right. replicate this. Like that's so. That's so in fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but they analyze it. They and then what they're trying to do in double. They built another still, and then they're building more Rick houses. But they're trying to then uh, heat and control humidity in the Rick houses so they can make specific brands. Exactly the same as before, Having and they think they could do it based off of the molecular analysis. They know what they're shooting for, and mm-hmm. so far they've been able to get it. So once they get that still up and running, hopefully, because cheers, everybody hey. wants more Pappy, everybody wants more more Blantons, mm-hmm. everybody wants more Buffalo Trace, and so if they're able to do it, you know, so it only takes thing. a full lab to be able to replicate a whiskey, <laughs> right? And then, and then we we don't even when you throw in the yeast strains, I oh, mean, yeah, there's I mean, another whole thing. You're talking about yep. a living organism basically eating sugar and crapping it out, yep. but that living organism, you know, it has the same kind of things. It's more productive at different times. And even, you know, so the, what we try and understand, uh, I'm sure we don't understand fully. I mean, we understand how yeast works and that, what, yeah. but I'm sure they have better, they, they they talk about temperature, but, you know, it's almost like there's probably some sort of mood that's involved with the yeast. Some days if they're having a bad day, yeah. you know, who knows? Anyways, they're living, you know, so yeah. and when you're dealing with a living organism, it, it, it's going to change. So... All right. So I wanted to talk about the top 20 whiskeys revealed from Whiskey Advocate. It's very interesting. It's like a Vogue magazine, but whiskey. I love it. (sighs) The top 20. The whiskey of the year was Jack Daniels Bonded. And we do not have that, to clarify. I did taste Jack Daniels Bonded. I did like it, but I actually liked their triple mash better. There's a lot of people that weren't on board for Jack Daniels Bonded as the whiskey of the year. I'm not saying, uh, opinion one, it was a good whiskey. So then we had... Those guys at number one are full of shit. Two was Red Breast, uh, the Oak Edition, the Kentucky Oak Edition. And then three was the Barrel Vantage Blend of straight... uh, Mizunara French and toasted American oak finished, and uh, one I got to taste that the other day, and it's pretty damn good. Four was the Doer's Twelve Year. Five was Westward um, American Single Malt. Then there was Middleton Very Rare, which uh, is a blended Irish, and then seven is Blue Note. It was the Juke Joint Uncut. Now, I worked my butt off and ended up with two bottles of that, and I agree that's right up there. Uh, eight was uh, 
single barrel scotch. I'm not even gonna try <laughs> try and say Lamavadi. Lamavadi. Then there's Brooklady, uh, eight year old Isley just, Barley, 2013. Let's just rename them ourselves. That's Buscemi now. Well, <laughs> I like Brooklady. I don't even know how you get Brooklady out of that, but that's yeah, but it's Brooklady. That's insane. Yep. And then Nelson Brothers Reserve, which I have not tried yet, but I'm going to. Number 10. Then you get into, that was the top 10. See, okay, wait. Of the top 10, since you tried a significant amount of those, if you were in charge of saying what the whiskey of the year was out of those top 10, which one would you choose? Well, it would be the, for me, uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, I had some red breast, which was delicious, but made me, it just, Irish whiskey kills me, so I have to kind of stay away from it. But um, I did like the blue note, um, I mean, the, was it? Yeah, blue note, um, which one? Uh, I know what is it, the, <laughs> why am I running into what it's called? Uh, the juke blue joint, shed. the blue, yeah. blue note juke joint, uh juke joint it was called the juke joint it's the tornado batch and that tornado made some really good blue note uh whiskey so then 11 was sweetens cove which is peyton manning's kennessee toasted sugar maplewood finish delicious we had that actually we did that in one of the tiny and whiskey's 10 minute tastings i loved it so i agree um the Tumi Tao Cigar Malt Orloroso Sherry Cask Finish, which is a, a Scotch single malt. So, yes, that's for Scotch, we don't do a huge amount. But then there's the 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 Japanese Peated, which was My, Geek, My Geico. <laughs> My Geico. Yeah, anyways. It's 33% then black and Black and Rye, the Light Double Cask Madeira and Rum Finish. Which is, uh, I know a couple things about that, so I was excited that Black and Rye did that. Then we have the Bardstown Bourbon Company Collaborative Series, the Plantation Rum Barrel Finish. That is a bottle that I'm looking forward to trying to get. I've had a shot at it. I think it'll be the first bourbon I buy in 2023. Bushmills, 12-year-old, you can't even go wrong. Bushmills, is as Irish, is a delicious whiskey. And then we're talking about another um, Indri Trini, the Three Wood, which is an Indian single malt. But then 18 was the one I was most intrigued about, which was Hardin's Creek. And at first I thought, because our whiskey of the year for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys was Hardin's Creek, but it was the Jacob's Well, the $150 bottle. I loved it. It went up. It won. But this Hardin's Creek at 18 in the world for Whiskey Advocate, the, the 18th whiskey is a James Beam two-year-old, which basically puts out, uh, what would you say? I mean, it's a two-year-old whiskey, and it made 18th in the world, which really blows my mind. you got to give a shout-out to Fred and Freddie No. This is their release off their craft distillery. These are their special releases. They finally made it. <clears throat> and they're doing such a good job there at Jim Beam. And, and this is something that was a big surprise for me. And then there's Teeling Wonders of Wood Virgin 
Shinnecoppin Oh Christ, it's like from Alice I know, that's a single pot still Irish whiskey. Teeling makes damn good Irish whiskey. Then there's Craig Lock there's Craig Lockie, a thirteen year old bass Armanac finish. Yeah, Armanac finished, which is another scotch for number twenty. So there's the top twenty whiskeys. I always completely butcher the the scotches. But everybody knows that I suck at names I mean, and doing stuff like I mean, that. So I can't pronounce Scottish. Anymore, so it's so yeah. Anyways, all right. So that brings us to uh, Whiskey Thief and uh, Whiskey Thief uh, Distillery, formerly Three Boys uh, Farm Distillery, uh, is now Whiskey Thief Distillery on the Three Boys Farm. When, when did they uh, change that? They changed it last. September oh. on our podcast. Wait, really? Yeah, they, they announced it on our podcast. We came <laughs> in, we had to wait That's a little funny. bit, but a week, but it was uh, the third week of September. They made that announcement right around. Oh. Uh-oh, it did it again. Don't worry, I can see that our uh, our sound is still fine. Our sound is fine. Wait, mine might not be. No, Hello? yours is. No, I, no, I hear you. I think it's coming through your mic. No, I you hear my tapping? Yeah. Stop. Okay. See? You went down. Yours picks up more anyways. Does it? See? It's going. Woo! <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is so you Jacob can see, ASMR. Right? Hi. You could see that the orange goes cloudy. See? What does it mean? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Okay. So I didn't knock it off. Oh, I, wow, that happened again. Now, now we have to the do, thief. <laughs> now we have to do this entire ordeal to fit, make sure my mic is working all over again. No, your mic. It wouldn't be your mic. It's my mic that would fall off. And I should. Hello. I should oh, wait. get. Let's put the hammer down on this. Hello. There we Hello. go. Wait, I think mine is off now. Hello. Stop. Just stop talking. No, it's not. God damn it. Okay. Well, <laughs> try and I make it, it off. Okay, I got the thief. All right, anyways, we're back on to Whiskey Thief. Uh, did we get <laughs> After a brief intermission. Do we got any? Oh, Bryce Bryce is watching. All right. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, Bryce is uh, uh Rowan is a very good uh, podcast friend. Uh, has been with us from the start. So good to see you, Bryce. I, I hope he went through some physical things that he had to go through, but it seems like he's back. I'm hoping that things are going good for him. All right. So that brings us to Whiskey Thief. Uh, Hunter Coffee, the master distiller. Walter Zausch is the owner. And then Hannah Mullaly, uh, she basically uh, is uh, has made the Scotchy Bourbon Boys uh, famous. Uh, basically, her, her reels... We went down there uh, right around, you know, we went down there actually in March and we're able to do, uh, uh, we, we recorded ourselves, myself and Roxy, um, thiefing. And we had our first ever uh, multi, I believe it was 7.4, right now it's sitting at 7.4 million downloads. There was never, a, I never even came close. So when we, we went back, and we recorded Hannah serving us the the whiskey. 
that's a $32.5 million download right there. Hannah is known. She, uh, if you can follow her on Instagram, because she is a very interesting girl. Uh, she does a lot of really cool things. What is interesting, man? That sounds like a, a she's up. She's up. She's up in the process of training as a female bodybuilder. Okay, well, that so, is interesting. Okay, right. So, and she basically her she posts the health, how what she you know how healthy she is, and her workouts and everything. And she's just a great person. We love to go down and see her, but and then we went and saw her again right um, at right after the Scotchy Bourbon Boys meeting. Went down to Kentucky and stopped by and said hi to Hannah. But. Uh, once again, uh, thank you very much to the Whiskey Thief Distillery for helping us and the Scotchy Bourbon Boys supporting us when we went in. Uh, we do the same thing. But Whiskey Thief Distillery is named after this. This is a whiskey thief. It's a copper whiskey thief. This is made by Vendome. I feel, I feel like you're going to like attack me with a. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a sword. Like it has a hilt. There's no way that's just not a sword. So what you do? It's 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 a tube, and you put it in, and it works like a straw. Same. There's a, a hole straw at the top. Your enemy's blood. And basically, when you drop it in, it allows you to pull out the tube's worth of whiskey and oh, serve it up as samples. Yeah. Uh, so it's you just called like a, hold that to keep the air in, so when you pull it up. Yeah, it's like a straw. Exactly cool. what the straw does. Yeah. So the reason why it's called a whiskey thief, why you're actually stealing the whiskey, is because you're you're stealing from the government. The government allows the whiskey barrels to be tasted for when they're ready. That is not actually taxed. So you're sticking it to the man when you steal. Right, whiskey. right. So it's when you're using a whiskey thief and you're tasting, it is not taxed liquor. It is uh, allotted to be able, there's a certain percentage that they can do. Now, once you thief it and put it into a bottle and they put the label on, then your your bottle is taxed and everything, how it works. But at Whiskey Thief Distillery, for a, for a, the, you get a tour and you get to sample. They've got five barrels out there. Some days, six. Some days they got a rye out there. Some days they got five bourbons. Some days they got five bourbons in a rye. They have all the mash bills on a chalkboard, all the proofs on the chalkboard of what each one is. They kind of go through everything, what it is. So then they give you the tour. Uh, Sometimes when you're down there, Walter and Hunter are on premise a lot. You get to meet them. Uh, If not, you go through. They tell you, they show you the pot still. This is pot stilled. And then they show you... uh, they take you um, into the area where they've got five barrels, six barrels lined up. Each one has a thief in it. Hannah will then thief the barrel. If you want to pour me one too, because we'll get ready. I got you. And uh, she will uh, fill your glass that's to good. taste. Yeah, that's fine. To taste each barrel. So there, there's five barrels. You get five samples. She goes through. She thieves it. She brings the thief over, pours it in your glass, uh, and with a smile serves you up barrel strength whiskey. Now, this is something we wanted to talk about. It's like barrel strength. What is barrel strength? What, how did barrel strength all of a sudden become something? Cast strength, foolproof, all these high proofs, everything. Why did this become a thing? Well, the, the first distillers that were thinking of it, you're talking about Elmer T. Lee, you're talking about uh, 
Uh, Booker, no. You're talking about um, Jimmy Russell. These are master distillers that started in the 50s and 60s and were going through, and they were always about consistency and proofing and trying to get the product consistent. Well, when they taste the barrel, and they're going to find when it's ready to be blended, when a barrel's ready, ready to be marketed, mm. they're tasting barrel strength. So it was a talent on their part to taste a barrel that was delicious and then know that that would work for 600 barrels to make Jim Beam or 600 barrels yeah. to make Wild Turkey. They would know which ones would go, but they would come across single barrel type stuff, which was really sweet. Mm. And they called them honey barrels or the shiny barrels because a lot of times... When they're aging for six, seven years, all the barrels get dusty, but the shiny barrel was the one that all the people were with the big bellies were dropping their thief in and, and tasting consistently. And that was a shiny barrel. Oh, that sounds terrifying, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. Not very sanitary. But they wanted everybody to be able to taste what they were tasting because sure. they, you know, they would taste it and then proof it down. But they thought if they did this, bookers or whatever, that the public would take a sip and then they would add water to it to prove it to what they wanted to drink it at. So what they were saying is... That's, a, that's such an insane concept. Man. Don't let us proof it for you. We'll give it to you at barrel strength and you yeah. proof it. Which means, one, they could charge more for the bottle True. because you're yeah. going to get more... You know, it is more for the bottle because you need more whiskey because when you add water and proof it down, you end up with, uh, you know, you end up with uh, more whiskey. Whereas with yeah. barrel proof, it's less whiskey. It doesn't yield as much. See, so that, it's going to be more expensive. That is so interesting. I honestly think that's like a cultural thing we should bring back because nowadays it's like, oh, well, this is like Everclear. It's, you know, it's like a billion proof. And I'm just going to drink it like that. You know what I mean? Well, what? I guess what, you got mixers and stuff, but, you know. So when you do this one here, I believe, I don't know if I got the proof on that one. It was this barrel one. seven. It, they didn't, I, mean, I don't believe, it was. Uh, it's got to at least be 100 proof, maybe 90. I want to say, they're saying it's 112 proof. Oh, wow. They wrote it on there. But, so we're, we're drinking this one. This one came, this one was one that they had in a barrel and it made their gift shop. So we were able to walk out with this. We tasted this on the thing, but their notes, um, Hunter distills on a pot. So he's doing the same thing Alan Bishop's doing. He's uh, getting out the certain amount of, you know, he gets out a certain amount of this and that in his distilling process. So he doesn't need to use the barrel as much as a filter, as more as a taste thing. So this is, I believe, a seven-year. You can, For me, I can really taste the, um, I can taste the wood in that, honestly, if he's using that for a taste thing. It's well, like there. Uh, well... I love it. So, pot stilled bourbon, seven years is getting up some, and there's that definite grain taste on it. And so, I really like it. It's caramely, it's green, there's a grain. The grain isn't as much on, like, some of the, the, the wild turkey, rare breed. Yeah. They're more caramel, there's not as much grain. And that's because... 
when they're using that barrel to filter out a lot of the the whiskey. And when they do that, when they're filtering the whiskey to pull out some of the undesirable, you know, that's in there, yeah. they strip the grain flavor out. And yeah. what they're left with is a lot of caramel and whatever, but they don't mm-hmm. have the grain. Um, Spirit of French Lick's actual motto is respect the grain. <laughs> respect the grain. Yeah. So, so I say like Capri Sun, respect the pouch. Yeah. So on this one, now... We drank that in a Whiskey Thief uh, little tasting glass. So disrespect. At the website, Scotchy Bourbon Boys t-shirts. Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glen Why, why don't I have, I would wear a Scotchy Bourbon Boys t-shirt if you gave one to me. I don't think I got an extra small. I am not extra. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Hey, I'm here to cut on you, too. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That I was a, I deserve touche. it. I'm still going to say piss off though. <laughs> no, I have. I, I if you, I have Scotchy Bourbon Boys T-shirts. Yes, we have them. I'll wear one, hands down. So this is one. I wear them on the town too. Be awesome. This now is a seventy-eight, ten, twelve. Uh, it is six year, and it's a hundred and sixteen proof. So this one we're going to barrel bash. Oh wait, let me. The barrel bashing. Uh, your other glass. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. So I just downed that one for nothing. Well, I don't know if that was for nothing. But this is uh, 116 proof. Our barrel bashing uh, point scoring is 18. Uh, it's okay. four categories. It is nose, body, taste, and finish. You go go first with each one so I remember what it actually, they actually are. I always forgive. Nose, body, taste, and finish. The nose, uh, if it is uh, worth, you can give up to four points for the nose. Yeah. Uh, the taste and the finish, you can give up to five points. Yeah. And the body, four. And we adjusted accordingly because if whiskey smells like shit and it tastes delicious, who the fuck cares what it smelled like, right? Yeah. But it's always a benefit if they both smell the same. And then also, uh, there's a total of 19 because if something's exceptional, you can add a butt up up. Yeah. One category, if you use it for, that's what you do. Uh, we are tasting in our Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glen Karens. If you roll it around, you can see 116 proof sticks. Yeah, to like the side, insane. the viscosity doesn't even the the legs don't even start, yeah, and then once they start, yeah. they start like little stitches, and then they start dropping down. Do you see that little stitches yeah, at the I'm top, and that. then they stop? I'm like looking at, and then like, the legs oh, start off a little thin and get thick like little baseball bats. Yeah, it's just the most insane. bizarre. Look at how it just sticks to the side right yeah. up there. No, I'm literally looking at it, and I'm like, I just still see that little line where they, so, it actually was. So this was a pick that I actually did. So this is a barrel that we picked through five. This is the barrel that we liked. I'm excited to try and taste this. So let's see what happens with this. Ooh, the nose. I get like a toasted wheat. A little bit of rye spice. Oh, I, yeah, I feel that. Like a cinnamon. I, love, I get cinnamon. Yeah, I love that. I do like love, a cinnamon bun. I think this. It actually smells like a, a cinnamon bun. 
at the top. It, mm. it actually, oh. I'm actually getting that. I'm getting like if you a little, yeah. I see what you mean. I maybe not a cinnabon because you smell that in the yeah. mall. It's not quite that good, but it if, smells like a top. Like, like if you bought, you went to the the um, you went to like uh the grocery store, yeah, and you yeah. bought. The the bakery cinnamon buns that are that are in the box that mm-hmm. they baked, but they're cold. And then yeah, you open that up. Perfect. That that's what perfect it smells analogy. like. It yeah. smells like the like because it's, it's like it doesn't like, smell like a hot buttered cinnamon. Exactly. Yeah, that's idea. like it's that, here. Like it's going to be great, but it's been sitting there a little while. Yeah, <laughs> it's waiting for purchase. But there's almost like you could taste, you could smell the frosting. That like there's almost a thick viscosity of smelling the. That icing. For me, it's overwhelmingly cinnamon. But when I tasted it, like, I, I got that sweetness. With All right. It. Give a little taste. Because that's where I taste the, fro- the frosting right Vanilla. There. Yeah. It's, that's, it picks, it's hard. Look at that. Look what that's doing there as far as the legs now. In the, <laughs> look at that in the glass right there. It's insane. Like, I have never seen this. Now, this is 116 like this. proof, and this yeah. drinks way... Less hot than the, oh, the yeah. 111 proof we oh, were drinking right down. there. This like I wasn't even thinking about how hot it could be when I'm drinking it. I'm liking that. So one of the cool things is at Whiskey Thief Distillery is you're doing a barrel pick for twenty five dollars. You're going on a barrel pick. Right. You get a tour of the place, and then you get to choose from five, a bottle if you want to buy it. From one of five barrels. You're picking. So if you don't like the barrels that day, you don't have to buy the bottle. You spent $25. You had a couple, you know, a couple uh, samples of some good whiskey. But if you don't think it's what you don't want to spend the money on that, you don't have to. But they're always changing out the bottles. Every time you go there, you get to pick. And I'm just telling you, Hannah does a really good job of making you want to buy a bottle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she, are you, are she you does married, some good. Way? No, I'm just talking about <laughs> she. She she presents it. The whole experience mm-hmm. is fun. You basically are right. like she puts you in the mood to buy a box. <laughs> in the mood, you're yes. saying. <laughs> it's like we're human beings. We're just mm-hmm. like yeast. Some are some days are better than others. Fair right? enough. Fair enough. Yep. No, it's like uh, we've uh, this bottle here. Me and my wife uh, and Roxy uh, time that yeah time that baby. wife right. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Me and Roxy did that. It, Roxy knows Hannah, so mm-hmm. I haven't been there without Roxy. Uh, well, probably for the best. Well, no, uh, there's no way. There, uh, I, I'm. I wouldn't even. She's out of your league. Oh yeah, she's. <laughs> and I'm an old man. And, yeah, 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 fair enough. So, anyways. Um, so that's pretty good. Now, I want to do an experiment. Oh, here scary. we go. We're talking about 116. Let's oh, t- let's actually water let's it down take like this down to yeah. 100. Everybody talks about it down to 80 right there. No, that's about 100. <laughs> Everybody talks about drops. I always just do a little. I get enough whiskey in there and do a little bit. See what happens. Now, what this is supposed to do is open it up. Now, oh, yeah. I used our old limestone mixing water, which is basically sold, limestone filtered. It's limestone mixing water from Kentucky, yep. sold completely 
for watering down your oh I bet yeah your uh, barrel strengths. That's what they did do it for. So what do you think now? I love how like obvious the viscosity has gone down. First of all, but but like this it's the caramel just went fucking crazy. Yeah, it's not vanilla anymore. It's caramel. Like let me taste it. Still a good amount of bread though. Honestly, I think the bread is what really popped out after that. Yeah. Which I'm kind of a fan of. I think I do like it at a lower proof. Honestly. Like. Can I ask you a question? The sweetness went away pretty. You saw, uh, so in other words, you're going to tell me that I pour you a glass and that little bit of water I did is going to affect. God, yeah. It's, it, it's going to affect it, but it's not going to affect your ability to get drunk. It's not it's like we... It's the same amount, right? Yeah, it's the same exact amount, which yeah. what it is. If we would finish that, do another one and whatever, we're still drinking it, but we're just drinking it. Our livers are thanking us. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, some water, thank God. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, all right. No, that's fascinating, though, because, like, honestly, I never anticipated it would affect the taste this much. Because, like, I was I was sitting here being like, man, I think we'll rate the taste, like, low, and then, like, you add some water, and I'm like, damn, this is, I like this a lot now. So how do you want to barrel bash it? How do you mean? Do you want to barrel bash it with the water, the way you like it, or without? I'm going with the water. I like with the water. Well, okay. uh, then again, not actually, we should do it without the water, because... Well, you better drink that up. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Just because that's what people are going to be buying, right? Well, we're telling them that they can water it down. So that's, but honestly, the master distillers produce this so you can drink it how you want to drink it. Right. If you want to drink it with a little bit of water added to it, rock on. Yeah, feel free. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, some people are like, oh, only you're adding water to barrel strength. You're wrecking that. You know, okay, yeah. so. It, just because your taste buds are completely dead, you know, and you have to, the only way to wake them up is to drink 116 proof. That's one thing. But See, at the other, you just drink it the way you like it. It's Yeah, I was going to say, it's so funny when people have that kind of gatekeepy attitude towards it where it's like, oh, if you're not drinking it at pure barrel strength, then you're a degenerate. Like, you, you're ruining it, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's your taste. It, like, what do you prefer? That's what's important. Completely agree. All right, here we go. I'm nosing this. Um, uh, let's barrel bash without me trashing the podcast. Let's hope so, at least. Oh, I'm look at it. it's trying to leak. All right, so the nose, a possibility of four. I am going to give this nose a three. Oh wait, so we'll actually bash a barrel. <laughs> Would you would you say that like two is an average or three is an average when it comes to four? Two is an average because that's fifty percent. I'll give I'll give it a two then. I'll okay. give it a two for a nose. Yeah, because like it's a good nose. It's but it's nothing special compared to what I usually no. drink here. An eight uh, or a nine out of eighteen or an, uh, you know is is an average bourbon. Sure, it's not a bad bourbon. Yeah, exactly. All right, we do, let's just cover the next uh, four, the, the viscosity, the body. I think the body. Out of four? No, this is out of five because oh. the, 
No, you're right. The body is out of four. Okay. Because taste and finisher. Out of four, the for me, the body is has nothing to do with the taste. It has oh, to no. do with how much it actually fills your mouth yes. with the... It could fill your mouth... Uh, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. It could fill your mouth with shit. But if your mouth is fully filled with shit, it's a mm-hmm. good body. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not... You know, some people don't uh, go by that. But this is... Uh, when this I drink this, four. like mm-hmm. I, like I, like this is probably the most. You don't have to do a chew. I've had in my life. You yeah, don't exactly. have to do a chew. It just goes to your cheeks. It goes all over mm-hmm. top of your mouth, roof Hands of your tongue. You know, top of your tongue, all through your tongue, below below your tongue. It just fills it with sweetness, like a honey. Yeah. I think it's like a honey bun. My, it's honey. I see what you mean. But, uh, I mean, like the viscosity is like honey. Jesus Christ, but. Like, oh, man, it's literally my entire mouth. Like, so you're going to go with a four? Oh, on hands them. down, yeah. Wait, I, I think that is the best body I have had in a whiskey on this uh, podcast. Like to this, I'm going to bash the barrel four times, too. So now we go to taste. The mm. taste to me, I like it. I, the right balance of stuff, but I have a controversial opinion. But go on. You could give the taste five. I am thinking it's above average. I like it. I'm going to go with three. Honestly, I think the taste is the weakest part of this whiskey. Okay, like the initial taste, at least. Like I want. Like don't. It tastes a little... The initial taste is the taste because the finish yeah, is the end. Exactly. I like the finish. Um, the initial taste is... I want to compare it to... I was going with my gut was to say cough syrup, but it's not that bad at all. It's just that there is this sweetness and almost a cherry flavor to it that is very off-putting to me. Look, um, you got to go with what you taste. It's it, This is how it is. It's like just because you don't like something... Other people could like it. Some people love right, right. fucking cherry we were saying it earlier with, uh, with <laughs> Yeah, it's true. We were just saying it earlier with uh, watering it down. But yeah, I would give the taste. Alan Bishop taste. talks about not liking rye, and certain ryes just make him think of cough syrup, and he can't. Yep. Some just, they, they turn his stomach. But some people love cherry cough syrup. I'll give the, I'll give the taste a one, though. I think the taste going to be a one. All right. I would say, like not to say that it's bad, just to say that it is um, below average for what I'm used to on this podcast. Okay. So that brings you to a finish. Since you gave it a one, let's see what you think about how long it lasts. I think this starts out. There's a lot of wheat. Oh yeah. Starts out sweet. Back of your mouth, it goes. What you, I think what you're not liking is there's a certain amount of oak, which is an oak tannins, which are a little bitter. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is, but it fades the longer the, the uh, finish lasts. But once the finish goes, you pick back up almost like graham cracker. Oh, yeah. And then that stays, but it stays, it just goes. Like, it's still there. Like it, it, my tongue. I feel like if just, I do, I'm still tasting. I, I mean, you just keep tasting and tasting. It's like the long, a huge long finish. Yeah. If it, like if I, I feel like if I don't have water, this will probably last for like ten minutes. <laughs> I will give the finish a four. I yeah. A five. I was debating giving it a five. 
I'm not sure if I'm uh, like give it whatever you want. I'm so on the fence about it because you know what? I'll go give it a five because I've been comparing the other things to whiskey on this channel. This has outdone it, hands down. All right, so you did a five a one. Your first one of was it, it was two? A two. Yeah. We'll, so that's eight. What was the second one? What the second eight? one you gave. Of the four, you gave a three. What right? was the um, was it? No, no, you gave it a four. So you gave it a total yeah, of gave twelve a out of eighteen. Okay. And I gave it a three. So I gave it a four, a four, a three and a four, a seven. And I gave, and then so I gave it third. You gave it a twelve, and I gave it a thirteen. Two threes. That feels right. A four, yeah. three, three, three threes, and a four. Nine, 13. I gave it a 13 out of, and you gave it a 12. Yeah. So a delicious, I, I mean, it's a great experience once again. Yeah. Now, just so you know, there was one barrel there you might have liked. So you gotta understand, you oh, have yeah, five to yeah. choose from. It's like well, that's, yeah. That's the so thing. So what like, I like, you we all it's what you like. So we all know that. So one one what one person likes isn't something that other people like. Mm. Don't criticize what other people like because I know I love lobster, and there's no, people who can't stand who lobster. <laughs> You're well, like you're not as, just so you know, you're not as cool as the kid if you don't like what he likes. True, and true. That's, that's what Listen, you got to go I for. It's called coolness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to be accepted by people, like, go God. my route. So, anyways. All right. So, I know I've got, I'm ready to go on this part. Uh, wait. Did I just, no, messages. Not messages, mail. There we go. I'm ready. Turn up the volume. Last time. <laughs> why does it why do I have to turn it up alright there we go I got it ready to go it's queued up Oh, I have my so do you have here. anything uh, I mean we covered everything we talked about right We, no, bar- we no. I mean if you guys get a chance uh, they're right near Buffalo Trace they're 15 minutes away this is uh, Three Boys Farm Whiskey Thief Distillery Stop by, say hi to Hannah, Hunter, and Walter. They do a fantastic job. Uh, Hunter has been there since the start, and it's been a, a, a we're at 2023 is 12 years. And so, uh, what they've been doing now, their whiskey thief, uh, it makes total sense because you get to go there and thief from barrels. And uh, if you it, when if you pick a bottle, you get to fill that bottle from that barrel. With your, I last time I was able to use my whiskey thief. Plus, if you check out one of our reels, uh, Hannah actually thieves the barrel with my thief, and uh, find out what happens through the rest of that one. And anyways, so uh, remember, do you have anything to add there? The only thing I will say is that, like, I like basing it off of how we experience whiskey and how when gin is here, how we all experience whiskey. There is no way that we can convey completely what this whiskey is like. You know what I mean? And I encourage everybody to try the ones that we say are good. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, honestly, we're very positive. Uh, if, if I find a whiskey I don't like, I'm probably not going to bring it on the that's podcast. Good, I really point, don't. Yeah. The whiskey industry, the people that are making this, this is their hard-earned, uh, the time that they put in and everything it takes, the hoops you have to jump through to go through the government, distribute everything. It's yeah. You have to be a hardworking person. Now, if you're not producing something that I don't think is uh, the right level. Uh, I'm not going to go come bring you on here and just rip the crap out of you. I'll just leave you alone. I so, will. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but at least I'm not bringing them on for it. So, uh, well, okay, we should have like one episode. So, are you gonna are, then? Then, then it's your challenge to go out and try all the whiskeys and find one you don't like. Oh my god, great! That okay, that's fun. a challenge. It is. I won't make it happen. I want to see. I want to make an episode like that. The kids like the kids diss. That'd be a great title. Consolation prize. Oh, that's actually. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, it's like you made it on this podcast. Like, good for you. Um, Yeah, I'm going to tear into you, but like, good for you, man. Well, but for me, I love bourbon. Even the bourbons that aren't good, I still. If if I'm fucking, it's one o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking I want some bourbon, and that's all that's there. I'm fucking drinking bad bourbon or yeah. bourbons I'm not actually completely excited about. It still tastes good to me. Yeah. So that's part of it. Uh, one of the cool things, uh, my palate, uh, after was destroyed by gin. Uh, no, it was destroyed by COVID. I mean, uh, I lost yeah. complete taste and smell. Now, anytime I'm exposed to COVID, I could tell my, I could just sense my palate resetting. I'm, I don't get sick. I don't lose my taste and smell, but I definitely get a palate reset. And I've had to work hard to nose whiskey and keep whiskey tasting yeah. because there's a lot of stuff that used to smell one way and it doesn't smell that way yeah. anymore. I can smell it, but I don't, I don't recognize it as what it was. So. Uh, that's a cool thing, but as far as uh, whiskey, uh, I think it actually it's benefit. Uh, it was a beneficial reset. Anyways, uh, Whiskey Thief Distillery, check it out. Uh, you got to go down there. They're down in Kentucky. Uh, check out their website, whiskeythiefdistillery.com. And uh, if you if you're in and you're down there and you've set it up off this podcast, make sure that if you see Hannah, uh, let her know that the Scotchy Bourbon Boys sent you, and that's where you found out about it. Same thing with Walter and uh, Hunter, super people right there, great to support. And uh, until next time. Uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. www.scotchybourbonboys.com and the Cockflock. Uh, the cock or two thirds of the cock flock, yeah. <laughs> and and we, we we will be doing a chicken cock. Uh, yes, uh, a chicken cock uh, brand uh, podcast coming up, and hopefully we can get Greg to come on and uh, meet the kid and Jen and uh, go forward with that. That'll be coming up in the future. Uh, but uh, com for everything Scotchy Bourbon Boys, Scotchy Bourbon Boys t-shirts, Glen Karens, and uh, bourbon so balls nice. right there on the podcast. Check us out. Make sure. Uh, remember, we're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter, along with all the major podcast formats. Ask Siri, ask Alexa. 
uh, to play us. She will play the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. And then also remember, listen, like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you, uh, when you comment, leave some good feedback. It helps with uh, our searchability. Again, no constructive criticism. We only want good feedback. Don't yeah. insult us. <laughs> yeah. If you want to insult us, do it on Facebook. Anyways, yeah. uh, also remember, good bourbon equals good times and good friends. And go out and live your life dangerously. Good night, everybody. And go Tigers. Little Steve-O. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask one. Oh, don't ask one. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask one. Oh, don't ask one. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die, I tell you we must die, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.